Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Next Heidi's podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and leave us a five star review. And we are here, PD Sean, and he's back from the dead. It's the one and only Craig Morgan. Craig, how are you feeling? I'm back. I'm 100%. The people were worried. Yeah, I appreciate the concern. <laughs> it was uh, nip and tuck for a while, but I'm feeling good. Feeling good again. Well, Got that burst of energy that comes after you've been sick for so long because I've been bored. I binged on like Tom Hardy movies and things like that. So good. Well, good move. I'm glad that you're feeling better. We're happy to have you back. Um, and we got Mosier Monday ahead Mosier of Monday. us. Mosier um, Monday. Every Monday we've been taking deep dives into various Coyotes players and we've done a lot of forwards. So we thought it's time to, you know, shine a light on some defensemen. So, of course, we have a PD's Puck Talk coming um, in the next segment, but before we get to that and learn all about J.J. Mosier's game, let's just talk about J.J. Mosier as a whole um, and where the heck he came from. It kind of feels like he bursted on the scene two years ago and mm-hmm. then played 82 games last season. And now it's like he's an everyday NHL player. Yeah. Um, and we didn't necessarily know that two years ago. Um, but why don't you kind of paint the picture, Craig? Of- yeah. J.J. Moger's path. I mean, they got him in the, they got a second round pick in the, everybody knows the Andrew Ladd trade by now, what they gave up, Unreal. which was absolutely nothing. nothing. They took on Andrew Ladd, nothing. they got a few picks. Um, one of those was J.J. Moser who came in the 2021 second round at number 60 overall. I knew pretty early on they were scouting the hell out of this kid because Corey Promen told me, reached out to me and told me they were really, really onto this kid and they were very interested in him. Um, there were some question of whether they, they how they were going to acquire him whether they could sign him they needed to draft him i remember having to sort through all of that but they were obviously really high on this kid having said that and even though he's a little bit older so a little bit more mature i would say it was a bit of, of a surprise when he came over that first season the assumption was he's going to be in tucson for the year he's going to need that year to develop and he was up pretty quickly and he blew the coaching staff away with how he performed, how mature he was on the ice. I remember the first game he played, he and I was coming down the tunnels at Gila River Arena, and Bill Armstrong is walking, and he looks at me, he goes, J.J. Mosier, how about that kid? And from that point on, hmm. it's been a, a pretty steady rise for this kid. 
Yeah, it's interesting because it's funny. You talked about the trade with with Andrew Ladd. And it's just, again, not the human being. It was just a draft pick. So it's just on paper. But that pick got traded from Colorado to the Islanders in the Devon Taves trade. So that he got traded wow. twice before he even became a pick. <laughs> uh, ironically enough, the other piece in that trade was Tanner Ludke, the kid from Minnesota that we, we saw this year's draft. So wow. for nothing, Bill Armstrong has turned into Tanner Ludke is yet to be seen. Andrew yep. Ladd. You can say he helped with the culture mm-hmm. at the time when they needed Should've help with the, the culture. Gym. I keep saying it. Yep, the master and the culture shift from from with with Bear. Um, I think that he started to bring that in, and then and you look at JJ Mosher. Honestly, like we're, we'll we'll talk deeper in this. But this kid can play. Yeah, and and I. I for a guy that really it's second round pick and we've talked about draft picks outside of the top 15 in the first round you might get a guy to play he's second round 60th overall and he is not only an everyday defenseman but he's an everyday important defenseman for this team and it's going to be even more so this year without Gosses Bear without Chikrin he is going to have to take another step and there's some things in his game that he is going to have to improve with the amount of ice time this kid gets. It, it's funny. I do feel like Mosier and Michelli kind of came up around the same time mm-hmm. because we were in Tucson and thinking, oh, like these guys are kind of the that next player called up mentality. And once he got called up, that was it. He's like he, ne- <laughs> he never went back. And yeah, like like you mentioned, um, he played 43 games that first season, 21, 22, and then a full 82 last season. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, with all the changes on their blue line, and I know this is going to be ironed out in camp, um, I'm curious to see who he's going to play with, if he's going to have a regular defensive partner, if they'll if they'll rotate guys for matchups. I don't know what they'll do. You like to have some chemistry, obviously, with your blue line partner. When I talked to Bill, he thought he, he slotted best alongside Matt Dumma, but he was quick to say, look... There's, yeah. there's a lot that you find out in camp, and that's that's going to be on Andre and the coaches decide where he fits best. But he thought his game in some ways was similar to Jonas Brodin's, so he, he thought he would be a fit alongside of him. Obviously, Matt Dumba played with him for a long time. And we talked about this, Craig, going into training camp. You could put all these names on a piece of paper, and you go, oh, I think this guy's going to be great at this guy, and you get him on the ice, and you go, you know what? They just don't click. So, so having said that, you're right. I, I think for him... He was able, one of the things at defense when you're playing with seven defensemen, you better be able to play with everybody. And that's one thing with Andre. I don't know if he's going to play seven this year. I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see what the mix looks like. But if he does, his defensemen become situational, very situational. And so sometimes you're not always out with your five on five partner. But you have to be able to rotate. And he's versatile enough that he can play with a lot of different people. But training camp is going to be interesting now because with Dursey and Dumba coming in on the right side, I think that gives the opportunity for Valamaki and Moser to solidify a more everyday spot, I think. Um, but again, TBD well, as camp rolled well, on. on a team with a lot of right shot defensemen, he is a left shot. So yeah. that helps balance yes. out, I think, yep. this left-right situation um, that you have. But it's funny because earlier this summer when we were had the whiteboard with all the lines, which has now <laughs> come up three different times given all the moves this team has made, um, you know, we often wondered, and that was before Dumba Dursey was already in the picture but I mean I guess it begs the question and we'll find this out in the PD's puck talk but does JJ Mosier have the potential to be a number one D-man I'm curious I I think you guys have opposed yeah I don't know what PD thinks after his deep dive uh with his PD's puck talk too to me 
a number one defenseman has to be able to provide you with a significant amount of offense, significant amount of points. He's got to be a great puck mover. You, you got to have some of those elements. You got to be a 200 foot guy, obviously, because you're going to log heavy minutes. You're going to face really tough matchups all the time. I'm not sure JJ Mosier is that guy. Having said that, I definitely think he can play high in the lineup. I, I mean, I think he can be a, a number two guy that protects one of those guys, or he could be a, a second pair guy, like a number three guy uh, in a lineup. I, I think, and this is by no means is this a knock on, uh, on JJ Mosier. If he goes and plays for um, the Vegas Golden Knights, he's he's not a top pair defenseman. Um, you're talking about a, a team that's winning a Stanley Cup with very experienced six defensemen. He slots in on your second pair. For the Arizona Coyotes right now, where they add in the rebuild, he might be their top pair defenseman only because we've already talked about this. Their back end may be one of their areas that they need to continue to improve on and take steps in. So I, I, I think by default, you're looking at Mosier Valamaki has got to be on the top pair and their, their, their games are, are similar, mm-hmm. but, but by default, Mosier might be a top pair guy just because of the roster they're putting on the ice um, on a team that's ready to win a cup. If he's on your second pair, you got a good defense. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and Michael brings up a very important point in the chat. JJ's got the drip. Too. See, I wondered about the drip game. As, <laughs> as I did the deep dive, surprising to, to, to no one, I did not venture down the, the fashion train. I, I don't know what his drip is. I didn't pay attention to his drip. I know he's underrated, but his name does come up a lot in the drip game. Yeah. And I, another thing I just thought was interesting, and this is a quick aside, because you said you didn't go down the rabbit hole like of, you know, looking at the Coyote's Instagram or perhaps JJ Mosier's own Instagram. But, you know, this is where my 27 year old self yep. tends to go. Um, and the and NHL has launched a NHL Australia account in preparation for <laughs> the trip. And they did a whole like Q&A spotlight thing on JJ Mosier. And I just thought that was really interesting, given the fact that this trip, you know, to Australians, they're marketing kind of the marquee players on the Coyotes and the Kings. Um, And who knows the reasoning? Maybe it was just he was available, but I thought it was a very interesting decision. And I know like we don't have to read too much into that. I I did just take note of the fact that they made that decision. Yeah, I know Mike Rousseau sat down with him for like 15 minutes. He was reaching out to me like, what do I need to know about this guy? Yeah. yeah, So he's, they they definitely put him front and center. Interesting. Yeah, there you have it. Um, Well, I think we should kind of give the floor to PD here in a minute to take this deep dive. This is the all-time record and PD's it is. It's a lot of size. And I said I was going to take a quick glance at this one. Yeah, so no. we'll see how this We might goes. have to tell PD the night before. I'll talk really, really, um, really fast. Instead of a week before on who we want to do the deep dives on. But um, before we get to that, I don't know, maybe one day JJ Mosier will be... In, in Norris contention, I don't know. That might be getting too ahead of ourselves, but for now, you can actually bet on who's going to win the Norris at the end of this season. That's already available on BetMGM, as well as the Vesna, the Hart, um, and all sorts of Stanley Cup odds as well. I always recommend getting in on these before the season starts because the lines will move daily once the season does, and you can already bet today on all of the opening night games for the NHL. Um, so that's available now on BetMGM. Make sure you sign up for BetMGM. If you haven't yet, it's super easy. You just use the bonus code PHNX when you sign up. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, place your first bet offer and receive a thousand, up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If it loses, you can check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane and talk about the disclaimer. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Craig, before the show, was talking about how all he ate this weekend was bone broth. How excited are you to eat illegal pizza? I miss illegal pizza like big a, time. Like a real, like big time. A, real like, uh, a real meal, not just like I broth. Just, yeah, I just want to, like, you know, eat a vat of queso yes. right now. Yeah, <laughs> now, that you're, now that you're back on your feet, um, illegal pizza is the perfect place for you to rejuvenate um, after your illness of the last week um but illegal pete stop by it's margarita monday today it's taco tuesday tomorrow you can come up with any reason to go all the other days of the week because they have happy hour every single day from 3 to 8 p.m at all 12 locations you can stop by the mill ave location in tempe or the university location in tucson phenomenal margs phenomenal bowls we talk about the queso all the time great place to watch sports as well they have a bar tvs all of it a patio once it cools down a little bit illegal pete's is your go-to spot for burritos buddies and beer for 28 years love that all right are we going to be turning off the lights during this like <laughs> in classroom so i can get a good pillow i can sleep in the back row Time all right to professor pd I was trying um, to add a few more slides here before we kept going. Are you serious? Oh, my gosh. No, I was not serious. Professor PD. Well, um, it's time. It's, it's time. It's Monday. It's Mosher Monday. And it's time for another PD's Puck Talk. <laughs> here we go. Let's take a deep dive into JJ Mosher. And let's start right off with the draft. Let's go to the 2021 NHL entry draft where he became an Arizona Coyotes. And do you know what? Since that draft, he is first in the National Hockey League by games by a defenseman with 125. Owen Power, who was picked first overall, is second. And there are 14 defensemen, 14 defensemen that were drafted ahead of J.J. Moverger that have yet to play one NHL game. 14 defensemen. He's second in total games played behind Columbus's Cole Sillinger. First in points by defensemen drafted in, in 2021 with 46. And he's third overall in points by any player drafted in 2021 behind... Matty Beniers, heard of him? Yep. And uh, Mason McTavish of uh, a high, high, high scoring player for the Anaheim Ducks. He is third in points by players in that job. Just to give you an idea of how quickly his career has progressed as a young player. Especially as a defenseman. Next is his time on ice. This number shocked me. He was first in total ice time for all players on the Arizona Coyotes last season. Second place was Clayton Keller with minutes behind him 25 minutes behind him he's third in total ice per game per game time on ice behind only chicken and goss despair who played more minutes per game and he's 34th in time on ice for all nhl defensemen i know 34th well that's a long way down well there's 32 teams yeah and he's 34th drew dowdy was first like we're talking these guys aren't 23 year old kids playing the kind of minutes he's playing so just to give you an idea of the kind of minutes he has logged as a 23 year old kid is unbelievable so that's where he starts now why so let's look at why and it starts with his defending so one of the skills he has and makes him such a good defender is his speed we talked about how quick he is and he skates he can skate forwards quickly backwards quickly and he is one-on-one 
I mean, we'll see some of the players he goes one-on-one -on -one against. He is absolutely elite. When you watch this slide, and again, if you're listening, YouTube might be a better option right now because on this play, you're going to see Daniel Sprong from on the Seattle Kraken make a play up the ice, and we call this surfing. We're skating forwards as a defender and defending skating forward instead of skating backwards. He turns, opens up his hits, pivots, and he closes off Daniel Sprong. And not only does he close him off and pinch him off, he gains possession of the puck. His ability to angle the player off, no matter, he's 175 pounds, but yeah. he's not huge. Nope. But his technique is phenomenal at edging a player off. Here's another one. And this time it's Oliver Bjorkstrand. This happens to be, again, from Seattle. One-on-one -on -one foot race with Oliver Bjorkstrand, who is a very quick and speedy player. As they get down the ice, doesn't give him a lane, doesn't allow Bjorkstrand to get to the net has to hold up pull up and eventually get pushed off the puck by Mojer again because of that one-on-one -on -one speed now it's ironic that these clips happen to be all against Seattle for this particular this is thing. what they're showing in their team meetings next time yeah. they play the so Coyotes. this is this is Jared McCann led the team in scoring one of their best players he has a step on on JJ Mosier off of the faceoff, and by the blue line he's almost caught him by the other blue line he's ahead of him and before he gets an opportunity to shoot JJ Mosier's got a stick on puck broken up the play, and there is no offensive opportunity. His ability to catch players between the blue lines is elite. And when I say elite, I don't want to exaggerate. It is elite. Like, these are really talented players that he was able to catch using his speed. So speed is one of his greatest assets. Second is his stick phenomenal stick work, like exceptional stick work. And we talk about stick work with a defenseman being able to get stick on puck. One of the things that can happen is if they lunge, you're beat. If you lunge as a defenseman, it means you push your arm forward, you're off balance, and a player can go around you, especially the high-talented players in this league. But his ability to get stick on puck off of the rush and against, again, very quick and speedy players, his ability to get stick on puck. Here's two examples off of the rush where he's able to kill the rush, just stick on puck. And on the bottom, that's Elias Peterson, Patterson, sorry, from the Vancouver Canucks, one-on-one, -on -one, sticks with him, he's quick enough, his stick gets in the lane, and Patterson fires it into his stick, and it goes into the into the stands again his stick work is phenomenal very very difficult to get around him one-on-one -on -one. you're going to see another thing that makes him so good defensively is anticipation because he is so quick and his ability to move his feet so well he can anticipate a play and get on top of it and smother it before it even starts here's a play against uh, the san jose sharks where he's on the blue line he sees the defenseman has the puck on the other end of the ice but he knows where the pass is coming he's able to jump on that player immediately when he receives the puck and again it's stick on puck and he poke checks it off and he's got the puck it happens so quickly because of his ability to skate and close those gaps quickly you see it again anticipation he's way back on the blue line the puck's a long way away and they it, all the way down in, in the offensive zone for the coyotes but he anticipates that pass and he jumps the pass meaning he's making as soon as he feels that puck's going he jumps it with his quick feet stick on puck and he allows christian fisher to go back the other way quickly so his anticipation his speed and his stick allow him to be a really strong defender but all of these things lead up to why he's so good. You look at a neutral zone gap. This league is fast. Mm -hmm. You talk about getting through the neutral zone quickly because he is so strong on his feet and he's so quick on his skates. He can tighten that gap. What does that mean? He means the, the player he is defending, he can get really close to that player. Now, we talked about Adrian Acoin back in those days of 2012. Adrian was slower. So Adrian gave up a bigger gap knowing, hey, I can't catch up with these guys. I'm not fast enough. And when you give a bigger gap, you're going to give up opportunities. With J.J. Mosier closing the gap before that player even has the puck, you're giving up so many fewer opportunities off the rush. So his ability to close that gap in the neutral zone makes him, again, an elite defender. And you're going to see this here again. His ability 
ability. Even when the puck's at the red line, he's able to get up quickly, tighten gaps. And again, you see on this clip, again, against Seattle, he's got such a good stick that players aren't able to get offensive zone opportunities against him. This one is one of my favorite pictures. I wish I could show this on a video. This is the Edmonton Oilers. He literally, Dave Tippett used to have a saying in the room, everybody get your man, good guys take two. So J.J. Mosher on this rush, it was a read of the rush. He's actually able to defend two Edmonton Oilers at the <laughs> same time, one with a stick and one with his hand. And he actually kills this play along the wall because he is so good at stick on puck, breaks up the play before it even gets to the offensive zone. One of the things I was concerned about it was his ability to box out. We talk about stopping the opposing team from getting to the front of the net and getting scoring opportunities from the front of the net. He's 175 pounds. He's a slight kid that will only continue to grow. But we talk about his defensive technique. He is stick on puck. He gets under stick of the players and he beats them to the spot. Rick Tockett used to talk about players need to beat your opponent to a spot and then just hold that spot. Mosier, again, with his speed, can get to those box outs quickly and he takes away the opponent's stick. So even though he'll get stronger, he is very good at boxing players out in front of the net. And in the defensive zone, your goal is to get plays stopped. Don't allow teams to get active in your zone, make passes, and move around your zone and create opportunities. You can see Mosier in front of the net covering the, the Seattle Kraken player, but as the other defenseman loses the check, he immediately releases his man. He he is so quick at reacting and getting on the puck, stick on puck, and he we call it pinning the player to the boards. He pushes the player to the boards. He holds one, stick on one side, arm on the other side. That player can't move. This allows the Coyote player to pick up the puck and go out the other way. His ability to stop a puck with bigger, bigger stronger players, it is all about technique. As a, his ability to pin players against the wall and stop the play here it is again as Chicago he goes so far in this play that's a huge play from the front of the net to the wall anticipate it quick feet stick on puck and then all he has to do is pin his player pins his player to the wall he doesn't worry about the puck let somebody else worry about the puck I got the player so here in this in this instance it allows the Coyote forward to come in behind and pick up the puck so his ability to stop plays in the defensive zone makes him an incredibly talented defender here's one more against Dallas where he gets a stop anticipates it Arm on one side, stick on the other. By the way, that technique can draw penalties. Just throwing it out there. I know Rick Tockett hated defenseman with a free hand. But again, he pins the Dallas player, can't move, allows his teammate to come in and pick up the puck. And here is one thing to watch when this the season starts, and this is why he might end up being a top pair. He's, he plays against the best players on the other team. When the Edmonton Oilers throw out Connor McDavid, J.J. Moser is jumping over the boards. And here you can see, look how quick he can get to the front of the net. This is Connor McDavid. He is the fastest player along with uh, McKinnon in the National Hockey League. J.J. Moser beats him to the puck and is able to get the puck up the wall before McDavid can even get there. So you want him on the ice against the best players on the ice. Here he is against McDavid one-on-one. -on -one. Again, he's able to stay in front of him, wow. stick on puck, and put the puck into the plexiglass. McDavid doesn't skate around him. He can't get around and drive the net. His his hips turn, and he puts deflects the puck into, into the stands. Here he is against McKinnon. He's on the ice. Same thing. His ability to skate backwards and stick on puck. Here he is against Rupe Hintz, Dallas Stars' fastest player. Again, backs up, stick on puck, breaks the play up right at the blue line. Here he is against Trevor Zegers. Again, one of the most talented, skilled players in the league. This time he's skating forwards. We talk about surfing through the neutral zone so he can skate forwards. He ends up shifting backwards. And again, stick on puck, drives Zegris to the corner. So when you see the best players in the National Hockey League on the ice, expect to see J.J. Mosier on the ice as well. Penalty killing. 
elite penalty killer. And one of the things he does, all of the things he does five on five, he does on the penalty kill. Blue line entries, stick on puck, pushes guys to the wall, stops the play dead before it even gets in the zone. Here's two examples of it again. Here's one against Chicago. Stick on puck, dumps the puck the other end of the ice. His anticipation and his ability to move quickly. This is what you're going to see in the next slide. He gets, again, it's Connor McDavid coming around the horn. He anticipates it, gets out, able to block the pass across where it's that tap into dry sidle. He's able to get low and block that pass. He's so aggressive. And he, most defensemen won't take a play from the front of that all the way to the wall. But you're going to see here against Kyle Connor, all the way to the wall on the penalty kill. And again, his stick is in a lane, so Connor can't make a play. He's such an effective penalty killer because of his speed and his stick. And he blocks shots and he eats a lot of shots here. You're going to see several pictures of him on the power play, getting down on the knee, sacrificing his body, willing to take and block shots. Now we're going to talk about his offensive zone. Things might change a little bit here in the offensive zone. The first thing he does is he defends in the offensive zone. So one of the things he does extremely well in the offensive zone is he's able to hold the blue line. When the other team is trying to break out his speed and quickness, again, tight gap in the offensive zone. So he's able to hold that blue line and keep the puck in the offensive zone for longer and able to get more offensive opportunities because he's able to hold the puck in the offensive zone. You're going to see it again here. Vancouver's breaking out three on one against JJ Moser, but he's able to Tighten the gap, stick on puck, keep the puck in the zone, and give the Coyotes another opportunity to get a chance on the net. Here he is again. That's a long way for a defenseman to go, all the way down to the top of the circle, but he's so quick, skates so well, anticipates it, breaks up the play before San Jose can break out of the zone again for more, more time in the offensive zone. His shot, now we're going to start going in another direction. Good shot. He was sixth in shots per game by defenseman of the Coyotes last year. Doesn't shoot much. Hmm. His shots per game total is very low. Here he has a good shot where he ends up getting a goal and he scores. We talk about not taking many, but he's second in shooting percentage. He trailed only Goss despair in shooting percentage from the back end. This season, he's going to have to take a step to shoot the puck more often. And now we're going to start getting into... Oh, one more offensive zone thing. I'm sorry. With offensive zone, he's really quick. We talk about his speed and his active ozone, especially with Schmaltz and Keller, how they move so much in the offensive zone. Mosier's so quick, and he's able to find areas in the ice, move around, beat his opponent there, and here's another goal he scored off of being active in the offensive zone on a pass he receives from Keller one times at the top of the net. So he can shoot. He just needs to do it more often. Now it's time for his improvements. I'm not hard on this kid. He's 23. <laughs> and I put the disclaimer on the slide. He's 23. He's a 23-year-old kid that's still fighting his way. And it's not completely his fault. And I'll tell you why. So let's look at the first thing is his puck movement. The puck movement in this end. Here he is on a breakout play on his forehand. Center is low and slow. He makes a perfect pass tape to tape. And the Coyotes are able to get out of the zone because he's on his forehand. He does such a nice job on his forehand. Unfortunately, last season, he played on the right side as a left-hand defenseman. In the early days, he was playing with Valimaki on the right. Then he played with Nemeth, and he played on the right-hand side. And this is where he struggles. And he reminds me of Yelmerson <laughs> in the defensive zone. So here he is on playing the right side as a left-handed defenseman trying to break out. We showed how good he is when he has time to turn it and get it on his forehand. These two plays, they look like the same play, but they're different. 
He's on his backhand. And if he was on his forehand right now, he would see the ice better. He would be able to make that play to the inside or in the lower slide, make that play behind the net because he is on his forehand facing up ice. But because he's on his backhand and his shoulders turns to the middle of the ice, he throws the puck away. And he doesn't take time and manage the puck to try to turn it to his forehand and make a better play. He swats at it on his backhand and he turns the puck over a lot in the defensive zone, especially on breakout plays. And this is something you explained to me over the weekend that I didn't why fully understand. Yeah. And now you see the picture of it. If he's on his forehand right now, the puck is facing the middle of the ice. Now he can make that tape-to-tape pass, even to the weak side defenseman, which is a dangerous pass, but you can make it because he can see it. Now let's look at him in the offensive zone on his backhand. Here he is on the right defense as a left defenseman here. To get the puck off of the wall, you have to go to your backhand. Now your back is facing the middle of the ice. You can't make that pass to your teammate. To your partner on the on the blue line, it's really, really hard. And Nicholas Yarmolshin was a defensive defenseman that couldn't be relied on to make this play to Oliver Ekman Larson. They wanted to pair them together, but he couldn't make this pass in the offensive zone to Oliver Ekman Larson. So he couldn't play with them. Yep. And here's 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 Mosier. He's stuck. There's nothing he can do from this backhand position except throw the puck away back into the zone, which is exactly what happened. And he ended up turning the puck over here. I think with the addition of all these right-hand defensemen, you're going to see him getting on the other side of the ice, which is definitely going to help. But here he is. The other thing he doesn't do is he doesn't take time with the puck. And I think that is because he's still young and he's still his puck moving. He doesn't take time to assess the situation. The puck gets on his stick and here's it's a flip pass where he just takes it and he flips it over everybody. Instead of making a pass tape to tape or looking for a better play or even holding the puck and bringing the puck back to make a play, he quickly just throws it. And you'll see how many times he just flips the puck out to the neutral zone. Same thing Hammer did. Yelmerson would throw the puck out to the neutral zone just to defend, and I'll live another day. Here he is on, on the top plays on his backhand, so he feels he has no other play but to, to throw it away. In the second slide, he is playing on the left side. He has time to make the play. You can see right there, the winger, it's it's 24. Who's 24? I don't even know who 24 is. I've got to get back in my rhythm here. Was that Mackie? Was 24? <laughs> playing on the right side? No, wasn't Mackie like five? No, two might have been 12. Kesselring was five. Oh, and, yeah. But the play is right there. It's an easy tape-to-tape pass to the forward skating right in front of him. But instead, he flips it over everyone, and it's a turnover. So he's got to get to be more patient with the puck. 24 McBain? And you're going to see... He's 22. Oh, you're going to see plays under pressure. See it with the play right here is to Kraus. Quick play up the wall to Kraus. It's tape-to-tape to Kraus. That's the play. There's, he's open instead, flips it over everybody. The Dallas defenseman picks the puck up at the red line, and they attack again, and they defend more. You're going to see, again, puck under pressure. He just has to learn to calm down and be confident with the puck, and I think that happens over time. Yeah, Here's okay. just a, a middle. He throws the puck up the middle of the ice to San Jose, and on the bottom, instead of making a quick play, because, again, he's on his backhand, he keeps eating the puck, eating the puck, and ultimately he turns the puck over along the wall. But if that's his only limitation, I do think he will increase and get better because he is going to play on the left side. And we talked about playing with either Jersey or Dumba. I, I, the Dumba pair is interesting to me because that not only is you're going to add some offense with Dumba, but that is your number one defending pair. Like that mm-hmm. pair is jumping over the boards in every situation to play against the best players. So I see that pair being very solid. Yeah, that's your number one pair. They can defend very well. And then Jersey jumps over with Alamaki. That's an offensive zone start for me. Even if it ends up being Jersey, I do like him better on the left side. And I think you're going to see his offensive game flourish. He's 23. And we talked about there was only one player that played regular last season that was younger. 
and as Matias Michelli by only four months. And defense is much harder to play than offense for a young player coming into the game. And I compare him and his game to the way a young Teppo Newman played, wow. where he could go into the That's corner with his stick work and the way he defended. And I did ask some people in the organization, did they see it too? And they saw that I was, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't crazy, but there were people that saw his skating stride, his ability to close plays off in the corner and defend the front of the net, even at his size and stature. And that is today's Monday Mosier, Mosier Monday, and another PD's Puck Talk. I love that you give, you're giving yourself a round of applause, but you you deserve it. You deserve it. That was great. A um, couple things. Brett Ritchie was 24. Thank you, chat. Oh. Um, I was Googling that frantically. but Thanks, Watts. I just, I guess, you, you give the Tepo Newman in comparison. I guess the other thing is if you're comparing his worst traits to Yelmerson, like, yeah. that's a pretty who, who good... Is, who is an elite guy that's carried the cup over his head. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so if if that's what he becomes, well, we'll be okay. boy howdy. Yeah, could and, a, and I really do could think have the best on the defensive line. defenseman trophy named after him. He was yeah, he good, should be like the best defensive defenseman. Completely I've agree. A um, couple questions uh, off of this. Um, he is going to play on the left side. I mean, you saw the right-handed defenseman. They 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 recognize it as well. So knowing that and and looking at his abilities, aside from the tentativeness with the puck, the the lack of confidence to hold on to puck to look for a better play. What's his upside offensively? One of the things that I watch with him, and I don't know if he's going to get any power play time yeah. anymore. He was hesitant to shoot the puck from the top. Yep. And that was one of their weaknesses on the power play because he wasn't a threat. More than an option they knew there, yeah. he was just going to pass. What is his upside offensively? I, I think he can be a good offensive defenseman. He's not going to be Yandel or Oliver when he was at his heyday. He's not going to be Sean Dursey. So that, the, the one thing about acquiring Dursey on the right-hand side now, Dursey's your guy. Dur, Dursey's the dynamic guy that's going to deliver the puck quickly, make those plays that are like, wow, look at that play he made. And he's going to be the guy who's going to shoot more often. I expect Dumba and Dursey to lead this team in shots by the defense. I, I think they'll replace what you saw out of um, Gostas Bear and Chikrin last Last season, I, I think he can be better than than Yelmerson was on the back end because I think his change once he gets to that side and you look up the ice and now you, you're you're facing two passing options. Yeah. I think he will become a better puck mover out of the zone. I was surprised and I didn't realize until I did the deep dive how little he made those passes out of the zone. How much he he relied on deferring to his backhand and throwing it off the wall. I was really surprised. I, I thought he was a better puck mover than that. Hmm. And again, I'm not knocking the kid because I've seen him make good passes. He'll be better on the left. Yeah. It, it, if you expect him to have the kind of points, if you see a guy that's going to get you 10 to 15 goals, probably not. I don't think he's going to get the power play time. And to your point, he didn't have that Chikrin one-time threat from the top. He'd always defer to, to Schmaltz or Keller and moving the puck to the flanks. Um, so I don't think he's going to have those kind of points. I do see his assists going up. He's always had pretty good assist numbers because I think you're going to see his style. He likes to be active and he likes to move. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to put him on the ice. He'll get opportunities. You know, Dursey will get out there on those offensive zone opportunities. But because he moves so well, I think he will still be able to get assists. But I don't think you're ever going to look at him to provide your offense. So knowing that he's going to be on the left side and the things that you just talked about, I'm not asking to name a specific player because, again, they're going to need to get to camp and find out all those yeah. other variables, how they work. But just as an archetype, what type of player should he play with? Who does he pair best with? See, and that that's... I like him on the left-hand side. I can see him with an offensive guy that can move the puck up the ice quickly. Let him defer. Like, he can make that play D-to-D -D behind the goal line for the breakout, yeah. and he can get that too. And Dumba's a good puck mover. Jersey's better. 
So but I wonder if they're going to try to capitalize on the offensive side and have the risk reward. Jersey's your risk guy and JJ Moser is going to be your defender. So I wonder if he can be because of his speed, mm-hmm. he can recover a lot of mistakes for a guy on the right. That's going to be a little more up in the play, a little more daring. I, so I can see him with Jersey. Because I think you could play with an offensive guy. I would like to have seen him play and uh, like a Keith Yandel, but a right-handed Keith Yandel. Hmm. A guy that's going to be up in the play, joining the rush all the time. He can handle two-on-ones. Moser can play a two-on-one. He can get back, and he if you turn the puck over, he can get back. And I don't worry about his ability to defend by himself for a minute. So a risk-reward player like a Keith Yandel on the right side I think would be ideal. That's, that's a perfect fit. But for this team that I think is going to struggle to defend— and I think they're going to give up a lot of opportunities. I think pairing him with Dumba gives you some security of, okay, we're fine. We got a one goal lead. You guys are going out every other shift. And you, I, I really like Dumba's another guy that can help him mature too. Like he's a Dumba's played a lot of games in this league. He's an NHL pro and he can be the physical presence where Mosier's the stick presence. Yeah, I, I think it, it's such a, it's going to be a dynamic duo. I, I'm really excited to see those two paired together. Well, well, Pete, that was a great deep dive. As many people in the chat have said, kind of opens your eyes to J.J. Moser in a whole new light. Um, and as Dan said, it helps to see the game so much better. Hmm. Um, I want to echo that as well because I feel like we've really learned a lot. And it's making me excited to watch these players now over the course of the season to, you know, like look out for these things. So yeah. there is... Um, you can find all of these on the website. We're going to compile them. There's also yeah, a sorry, play. I was supposed to do that last week, but you know, you know. Craig got ill. Um, but um, there's also a playlist on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel, PD's Puck Talk, so you can go back and watch these anytime and share them. Share them with the other hockey fans in your life. If the Coyotes are playing your friend's favorite team, there imagine that. Forward them along. PD's Puck Talk for Christmas. <laughs> get the DVD. I'm trying to, I, like I'm trying to get it to be like I, I'm sending out a scouting report. I already I might have fired at some of my friends going, "Hey, do you need a do you need a scout?" Exactly. No there, there you go. She put you in a Christmas hat and sell the DVD. I think. But do anything, Craig? Though it's it's interesting though. It's yeah. interesting because we watch as much hockey as anybody, yeah. right? We've watched this Coyotes team over the last two years as much as anybody. But until you do this exercise, yeah, because you don't get to isolate on you one player. It. You don't get to isolate on one player. Yeah. No, it, yeah. this is really. Interesting. So it's been helpful for me because I all the players we do. I go, oh. He does this more. He's, mm. So I'm I've I've learned a lot by going through this exercise. Mm. And I, it gets me excited about JJ Moser because he is so young at 23 mm-hmm. that he already has all these things going for him. I mean, the improvements part of that slideshow was the smallest part. Yeah, like most of that was really. I, I worry though if his technique on the defense was one where I talk about one hand on the stick where he almost bear hugs guys. Yeah. His technique is so good that he's able to pin him, but there are times if if guys get away, he's going to take a holding penalty. He's going to get that like. It, it, just be careful. I just think about these sorts of pieces that you find. This is not a first-round pick we're talking no. about. This is a second-round pick, not even a high second-round pick, right? A yep. late second-round pick that you got in one of these many trades that they made early on to acquire draft assets. You're talking about a top-four defenseman that you, For you sure. got out of this to add to, to the mix. It's it, And, Craig, we yeah. talk about this all the time is how long it takes defensemen to develop in this mm-hmm. league. There's only one defense, but he's played more than any other defenseman from that draft. The only one that's close is yeah, Owen Power. He's a little bit older, right? But, and, and yeah, he's a little older. It was yeah. a second draft through, but, 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 but Owen Power, Owen Power was the number one pick overall. Yeah, and everyone knew it, right? Like, yes. Nobody was talking about J.J. So I, I do think some of the players that were drafted ahead of him, and I did, there were 14 defensemen that have yet to play in an NHL game. Some of those players are going to play. Like they, they're, there are teams that have deeper defense or that takes longer to develop. So 
some of those guys, will he end up being uh, in that in that class? You know, um, Hughes is in that in that class as well. So will he be? You know, will he be the top five all time ice in that draft defenseman? I think he will be. Mm. And it's yeah, he is a top four guy that that again that they got at sixty. It's impressive. The kid, the kid can defend so well, and his ability to block shots and his foot speed to get to areas, it's fantastic. I'm so excited to keep a closer eye on him. And I'll be honest, Valimaki and, and Mosier, I threw in the same basket. Like, oh, they're, they're very similar players. And, and then they're not. Yeah, mm-hmm. not and until anymore. you do this dive, yeah. you, you just don't notice it. So it was a lot of fun doing it. We'll see about next week. We'll see. I said no, but I, I have so much fun. We'll oh, probably man. do it again. All right. Well, there's lots to be excited about with JJ Mosier, and there's lots to be excited about with Circle K because their new membership program is free. It's called the Inner Circle, and you can save 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips when you join the Inner Circle. Like I said, it's free. It's new, and all you have to do is download the Circle K app today and join the Inner Circle for free. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit circlek.com for details. They're basically giving you discounts on gas for free. Just just do it. Trust me, gas prices, it's expensive these days. We're all driving a lot. Circle K, they're hooking us all up. So join the inner circle today. Again, download the Circle K app. We interviewed a llama. Max yelling for free in the background. (laughs) Um, Okay, well, before we wrap up here, there is a theme to this week at not just PHNX Sports, but All City, and it's Ranks Week. So All City, all the cities got together and decided we're going to rank the 25 best Arizona athletes of all time. Craig, actually, this was your and Espo's brainchild, so why don't you kind of explain the process behind this whole rank? So we we brought in, first of all, we brought in a panelist of longtime Journalists from different platforms, idiots in the valley. <laughs> what? Did they say yeah. that out? You know, it's, and you need that, right? You need people who have been here and seen the uh, not the entire history of valley sports, but a, a good chunk of it to have perspective on players that might have come before, well before some of the players that sometimes get forgotten in some of the the lost ages of sports before the internet, before social media before all that stuff so we put together one hell of a panel um we're not going to name that panel because uh they like their anonymity but there were multiple criteria obviously yeah and they're not all from here right like they're not phnx they're, they're no no no, 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 only, no. All, only a few yeah all over the state all over the state yeah this yeah. is so yes, i wanted to make that clear obviously you have to be a great player first of all it's this is college or pro we're not talking about high school although some of these players that you'll see on this list developed in arizona high schools but it had to be major impact at the college or and or pro level. Um, but that's not the only criteria. I want people to understand, too. It can be impact on the Valley, right? What, and what does that mean? Whether whether that means just you, you spoke to a bigger audience because of the sport you played or you just managed to transcend your sport in some way and make an impact on the community. That was weighed in this as well. So I want people to understand that when they go through the rankings. There's going to be controversy here, right? Nobody ever agrees on a list this long. I and mean, people don't agree on a list of five, let's face it. Um, there will be people that others believe belong on this list or pe- don't belong on this list. So that's all open for debate. There's We're going to have there's those a debate debates. going on in our yeah. Slack right yeah. now. <laughs> there's plenty of debate that's going to come out of this. Yeah. I mean, honestly, there'll be debate among the panelists because we don't all agree with some of the people I'm that are glad. on this list. I'm not. But, I'm glad I'm not a panelist. Yeah. Because I look at the list and. Like, come on. And I, you'll, you'll see it today. 
Because we're gonna we're, we're, we're are we unveiling five today? Yes. So it's gonna yeah, be it's good. my anger is gonna show up today in so, today's list. Yeah. So we're doing five a day for the whole week. And we're not giving away anything else, but on these five, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. But Sean, can we pull up the five that were revealed today? And you might recognize a face on there. Um, because coming in at twenty fifth is Keith Kachuk, followed by Reggie Jackson at twenty four, Danny White twenty three. James Harden, 22, and Anika... Annika. Annika. Annika, Annika sorry. Annika Soren Sam. at 21. So it's Keith Kachuk and then four college athletes. Do we have the, do we have the umlauts, by the way? <laughs> and then four <laughs> college athletes um, on his tail there. But Keith Kachuk slides in here at number 25 on the 25 list. So what do you guys think? You want to tee off first or me? Well, I'm going to start with the positive. <laughs> Keith Kachuk is one of the elite American-born players in the history of the sport of hockey, period. Yeah, like these guys have put up fifty goals, which is not easy to do. He was the leader of this franchise when they moved from Winnipeg to Arizona. Keith Kachuk carried the torch for this franchise for years. Uh, and a, a unique power forward that used his size and skill to dominate. And I'm not kidding. Dominate the National Hockey League. If I think of what Keith Kachuk could do today's game with less hooking and pushing and shoving, he would be elite. Absolutely belongs on this list of top 25 players. He is a unique hockey player that the Coyotes were lucky to have as part of their franchise. And I think he absolutely belongs on the list of 25. Only player in Coyotes history to top 50 goals. Only one to top 40 goals. Did that twice. Still tied with Clayton Keller for... Most the points. most points in a single season. I think he's still the points per game leader in Coyotes history. Um, yeah, the can, way... let's pull up his his accolades here. Go ahead. Yeah, um, second second all time. That's really in cool slide, goals. by the way. Did they do this for every player in the top twenty five? Yep. yep. Oh, um, three times NHL NHL All Star. He's in the Coyotes Ring of Honor. That's a cool list. Um, and you could also read more of the explanation about Keith Kachuk's place here on the website at gophnext.com um, in the story of the 25 greatest athletes in Arizona sports history, which will be updated daily. As we mentioned, the top the 25 through uh, 21 are revealed right now. Yeah. Um, is but, it every yeah. day or once a, it's a week? Every day. Every day this week. This week. Yeah. yeah. So the number one will be Friday. Yes. Yeah. All right. So more on Kachuk. When the Coyotes arrived in the Valley, they had to sell and explain a game to a yeah. a large fan base that did a large group of people who didn't know anything about hockey. Yes, there was hockey here before mm -hmm. with the Roadrunners, with other levels, but it wasn't the, the, the breadth of knowledge wasn't what it is today. The, the youth programs weren't there, all of that. They had to sell the game. And while Keith Kachuk was not the flamboyant salesman that Jeremy Roenick was in selling this game, no, nobody probably did more than JR on the PR side to help this team sell. Walt was out there, too. Walt was doing his part, and he did it in a different way, but he was the captain of this team, too. He was the unquestioned leader in that locker room, and when he went on the ice, you understood why, because Walt went to the hard areas all the time. That's where he made his living, and as Petey said, in a game that was much more physical, you got away with a lot more, he took a beating an absolute beating in front of the net and yet still put up the numbers that he did was consistent. He was, in my opinion, judging the player, the, the actual play itself. He is still the best coyote who has ever laced him up. He is the best player that this franchise has ever had. So I know it's hard to, to talk about this, not knowing the rest of the mm -hmm. list. Yeah, well, we can talk we about the first five. It. We know it, but I, do you feel just in your gut that 25 is the appropriate 
slot for him in the in all of the <laughs> athletes or oh. or do you feel like he should be higher and it, you can be biased be we're, we're the piece should actually be higher yeah are we the whole fucking panel on ogs well like, here's are, the thing People, my god it, hockey gets ignored in this market it's a, a lot we yes. know it gets ignored by the media a lot and now listen if this was that's Toronto, part of the consideration here right that's yes. part of the consideration the Coyotes do not have the spotlight that some of yes, the sports. Fair. And I think that matters. I think it's fair to factor that into your fair. ranking. That said. He wins a cup, he moves up. I get yeah, that. Or if they get out of the first round if in one of those If he's in Toronto Maple Leafs, but he's top five. Yeah, no question. If not top three, if this is Toronto. I, 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 like I get it. And I, but again, it's just another kick in the, you know, watch for a Coyote fan. It's just, you get it. I got Here, it. Here's what I'll say, though. When we're talking about impact and talking about spotlight, can we put up the list again? Today's list? Yes. Look at the guy right above him. Great. If it's a New York or an Oakland A's Hall of Fame, love him. He'd yeah. be top five in Oakland. Oakland A's Hall of Fame, Reggie Jackson. Put him in. How long Sign did him Reggie Jackson play a ba baseball at ASU? New York Yankees. He was there for a cup Sign of coffee. Up. Come on. He was there for a couple seasons. Really? And it's ASU baseball. If you're going to try and tell me that at any point in its history, ASU baseball had more attention on it than the Coyotes, I'm going to laugh in your face. I know how many people Packard Stadium seated. I've covered games there, okay? The Coyotes are on a different level than ASU baseball. Reggie Jackson was here for two years. So, no chance that Keith Chuck should be below Reggie Jackson on but again, this list. It goes back to the criteria. If it's yeah. if it's who's the better athlete that has ever played a game in Arizona, fucking right. Put Reggie Jackson there. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Mr. October, World Series. Yes, put him there. But if it's their impact in did. Arizona? Yes, exactly. Buddy. Yes. I, here's the truth. Saul, my boss, who's probably going to fire me right now. Actually not, because he's not. Is, here's uh, Reggie Jackson. Do you know when I found out he played at ASU? Right now. <laughs> right now. And that's, you think I'm kidding? That is 100% the truth. I had... Uh, yeah, I know that one I knew, but but again, it's their impact in the state of Arizona. Yep. So to me, that's that. Yeah. Yes. It is interesting because we have someone disagreeing. I swore again. I'm sorry, we have Dan. Someone disagreeing in the chat. Brian says that he he never went out of his way to do anything except on the ice. A little it's, community involvement would have gone a long way. At 25, he's overrated. Wow. Is what Brian says. Well, Keith was a great coyote, but what simply else? Simply not he true. Did? He was at tons of community events. It's not yeah, true. I, yeah. See, so and, and Willie Bloomkush was he a better ASU ball player than than Reggie Jackson? Did Reggie Jackson make that big of an impact? I I, I don't know because I literally didn't know he was a Sun Devil. So clearly, I couldn't say he made a big impact at ASU. So I, I that's my concern about this. Kachuk belongs, and I'm not gonna. I'm sorry for swearing, Dan. <laughs> sometimes it's on it's Monday. But when you go back to the list, the one the other name on here that that really stands out to me on this first five is Annika Sorenstam, Sorenstam, because she she changed the face of her sport. Like she is she is like when you talk about women's golf in this country, her name, if it's not at the top, I don't know who else is. Yeah, she, she may be the best women's golfer ever. Yeah. Right. And she was dominant at U of A too. Dominant down there. Yeah. So Crazy how she just stepped in as a freshman and then wins the NCAA title. And Yeah, she yeah, won she an was, NCAA tournament. You're yeah. your, your big influence in your university's sports team. And then you become to change the face of your own sport. Yep. The, that one to me is the other one that fits. The other three are are. are great athletes and they are great nationally known athletes and you talk about danny white another great quarterback great football player uh, but again when you talk about the scope of the athletes of the ones today how many were asu three of the five were asu athletes 
Yeah. Like is is ASU like is is are they are they a power like you know DP are they a power conference? Yeah, I mean, are I they... got no problem with James Harden. James Harden, yeah, I give you that one. And this, uh, listen, U of A basketball players uh, fans won't like to hear this, but the best player to ever play college basketball in the state, at Arizona University, is that guy right there, James Harden. Yeah. he's a an NBA MVP. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, there's definitely. Uh, I mean, this comes with the school being in one of the largest media markets in the country. Yes. But like, there's definitely a, a, a slight ASU lean to this. Yeah. And you, there's like a long ASU history before the other pro sports were here, too, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, they were we the haven't only had pro sports town. that long. That's they fair. were. And ASU football was a big deal and for a very long time. I think they're getting a little bit of a benefit from being like you look at U of A basketball, for example. There's almost too many names there. Whereas you look at ASU basketball and it's like, ah, it's James Harden. Like, there's only a handful of names that get associated with each of these individual ASU sports, and it gives them a little bit of a benefit over specifically U of A basketball, which has names for days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dan said it feels like Jackson made the list for everything he did after leaving here. Right. It does. It does. I agree with that. I agree, yeah. Dan. And I'm sorry, I swore Dan earmuffs <laughs> on the kids. And Brian said uh, Annika shot a 59 at Moon Valley. I did too, but it was after five holes. That's right. I, I <laughs> remember that. Thanks for bringing that up. After five, yeah. 59. Annika's was So ridiculous. it is exciting. And this, this is what happens in sports. And, and, and I, I was genuinely mad because I get genuinely mad at things. And that's why I'm glad I wasn't on this particular panel. But that's what sports does. It yep. creates debate, creates discussion, and no one's right, no one's wrong except us. We're right, um, and it should be <laughs> should be more hockey players. That's just it. So, and it, um, the the first five came out today. I can't wait to see the next twenty. I can't wait. I think it's exciting. So dial into PHNX every day. Get on the paper because it's great. It's a really interesting list, and, and it's really we're not just taking got people off the street. Like these are informed sports people that got involved that really understand the the landscape of Arizona. So I'm really excited to see the next. Yeah, let List. us let us know in the chat um, who else you expect to see from the Coyotes in the top 20. Um, and as always, like I mentioned, check out gophnx.com. Um, you can click on the story, the 25 greatest athletes in Arizona sports history. It will be updated daily um, and stay tuned to the PHNX sports social media channels as well for those lists. Um, but Keith Kachuk coming in at number 25 and we will stay tuned for more Coyotes and we will discuss um I guess the list is a whole later in the week as well. Oh, is that, um, so it, it, the, the, is it 5, 10, 15, 20? Yeah, it's Friday. There you go, buddy. <laughs> so Friday show. So I know what Friday show is going to be. <laughs> Bring your oh, muffs. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. No, no kids in the car because there might be some swearing. Who knows? All right. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but while you're, you know, perusing the website, thinking about Sorry, the greatest athletes in Arizona sports history, um, open a new tab and click on phnxlocker.com because <sighs> we have a monster sale going on this week a monster sale phenomenal the, sale. the countdown to kickoff is here all t-shirts and hats are 24 dollars today until friday 24 dollars for all of this it's a huge huge discount get on the website phnxlocker.com craig's wearing his phnx letter t He's wearing his PHNX flag tee. I need to replace this shirt, so maybe this is this is what we buddy. They're twenty. This is phenomenal. Yeah, you want to get and there's some fire shirts on that list. Always wait for sales. I need a new hat. You get ahead on your holiday shopping. Why not? Um, or just you know surprise the people in your life with some shirts. Just get get some for yourself. The new D-back shirt is fire. I got it for my kid already. The D-back. Don't tell him. He's not listening. And there's a ton. Of reasons to buy all these shirts because D-backs they're like making a playoff push. Yes. So support the D-backs. Get a D-back shirt. Sun, the new one's fire. Suns, Coyotes, and Cardinals seasons are literally around the corner. So 
the worst is when you open your closet you're like going to a bar to meet yeah what about, friends, yeah. go to a game and you look in your closet and you realize like i don't have an arizona cardinal shirt well phnxlocker.com 24 dollars. you're not gonna find get one for each sport anything cheap. there you go yep. i Just do make so sure you can you're wrap each one i'm telling you i'm fired up all the suns are supposed to be good but they're yeah 24 bucks the cardinals are a team <laughs> phnxlogger.com check it out um, and while you're shopping for your clothes and you're you're feeling the spirit of of buying in support of your favorite team check out foco.com because they have i like to say gadgets and gizmos i feel like the little mermaid um when i say that um but check out foco they have your, hoppers <laughs> yes they have your back for arizona sports um a ton of our bobbleheads and Gadgets and gizmos um, are courtesy of FOCO. So check them out online at foco.com and use that code PHNX. And for all non-presale items, you can use the code PHNX for 10% off. Okay. Um, before we head out, we do have a super chat from our friend Roaring Fork. Um, and we got? It says, does JJ Mosier change anything on anyone's philosophy on drafting over agers? I don't really have a philosophy on this, so I'll pass. But I don't know that he changes the philosophy. I just think you have to; it has to be in your in your bag, right? You have to be aware of those players, guys who might be able to make an impact, like JJ Mosier, and they were. Again, they were scouting the heck out of him. They were all over him, wanting to get him in the fold, and it, it paid off. Yeah, it has it, paid off. I don't know if it changes my mind either. I, I think the draft is so so difficult. I and we've talked about this again. I, I've used that phrase three times on the show, but it's true. We talked about the NHL draft going to a year older because it's so hard to predict oh, a lot of these kids are 17 going away up to the draft they're kids like i'd love to see it go older i think you get a better read on players so it's it's not surprising that a player can take a jump in that in that year where they where he went undrafted in his first draft so yeah i i do i think him specifically i, I i'd hate to say it changes the whole pattern but i think the whole draft should be older there you have it um, well, before we wrap up, we have an exciting thing coming up later this week. Um, if you were there, you got to be there. And it was the town hall, the diehard only meeting in our discord. Um, the first theme was PD's puck talk, some insider stories. Some hockey as well. stuff, yeah. yeah t- I mean, some it, tech issues. We had some yeah, sidebar stories. Know, we, we made it work. Yep. Um, and we're going to have another one this Thursday, 6 p.m. in our discord. So if you're not a diehard, become one today so you can join that um in our discord it's going to be a fun the theme is pd in the bubble we're going to get stories from inside the bubble as pd mentioned last week there were no media there so we're going to get his first hand account stories of what was going on in there all the shenanigans what the coyotes were up to in the bubble pictures never before seen pictures and videos yep inside the bubble craig wasn't in the bubble there was no actual bubble though was there it's interesting. Sort of there's, there's not a bubble. You remember the show that they had yeah. the bubble yeah. in CBS? Yeah. And the, but there's no actual bubble. It's, it's but, but, the, but I didn't know what the bubble was until the bus pulled into the bubble. And I have the video. I rolled my phone as the bus rolled into you the bubble. You were a journalist even then, Peter. I, so I've got the picture of the bus rolling into the bubble. And if you can, I was going to say, if you miss it Thursday at 6, what happens, Leah? You miss it. Yep. You got to be there. Um, it's, it's one time before live. This the ASU football game starts. So yep. you can, that's your pregame. Get, get out your four peaks, your OGs, whatever yep. it is. And, uh, and log into discord for that. It's going to be a ton of fun. So that's this Thursday at six again in our discord, more information coming later in the week, but uh, great show again today. Petey, thank you for all your hard work uh, diving into JJ Moser. We appreciate it. Um, and everybody here in the chat, we appreciate you. Be sure to hit 
the thumbs up on this video before you head out. And if you're listening on audio, leave us a review, subscribe, follow wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow all of us on Twitter at Peter's Hockey, at Leah Merrill, at Craig S. Morgan, at Sean underscore to pause. You can follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes. This is your five second PSA that the Arizona Coyotes tweet yesterday meant nothing other than just what we all no, already just <laughs> yay um hype in the season yeah, hype in the season that i felt like we needed to address that oh, um, yeah. and, and we will see everybody tomorrow live on the phnx sports youtube channel at 11 a.m but until then enjoy the rest of your monday everyone and we'll see you all tomorrow